Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The doctor is in and we'll see you now, ladies. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent and sometimes educational but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, inviting all of you 18 and over. Yes, you must be 18 and over in order to enjoy this show. No prescription required. Hey, on tonight's show, I'm back from Chicago in pipe parts we'll talk about chicago why not it was fun i'll fill you all in on that uh my guest tonight is uh marcus jones pre-recorded from the ea carry of uh, the united kingdom and uh i even learned something in that show or in, in talking to marcus so we'll have that to look forward to uh music mailbag we'll finish up on the jdrf auctions and then another travel related rant all that coming up for you on uh, this episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, just in case you think I sound a little tired, it is because I am a little tired. You know, I even did my, my usual routine of taking it easy on Sunday night and then not having an early flight out of Chicago on Monday. And, man, I'm still tired. I got home last night, had dinner... Did a little bit of stuff, you know, unpacked and did the basics and went to bed and just <laughs> can't get, couldn't get going all day today either. Hopefully my uh, work emails aren't a little goofy. Um, anyway, news on the work front. Yeah, news on the work front. Uh, as of May 1st, because of the volume of business with the McBaron and uh, Sutliff pipe tobaccos, I have uh, no longer no longer responsible for all the uh, Brigham pipes. I'll still be helping them out a little bit, but I'll be uh, solely focused on the uh, fun stuff that we put inside the bowls. Yeah, fun stuff dealing only with uh, McBaron and Sutliff tobaccos on a day-to-day basis. So uh, I've also been invited to uh, go back to uh, go to Denmark at the end of this month and spend some time in the factory. So <laughs> guess who gets to play with tobacco? Yeah, that's right. It's me. All right, let's get the show going. Remember, big news coming up in the pipe parts segment and then Marcus Jones. So relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. And here we go. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenay's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell and Deal's Cellar Series, the secret ingredient, is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. This is Internet Radio. We are back and uh, somebody's having fun on the producer board there. Uh, But it has to do with um, the big news. Yeah. So every year at the Chicagoland Pipe Show, the, the CPCC nominates or appoints two new Doctors of Pipes. Now, here's what a doctor of pipes is. They, they select one person from the industry, 
one person from the hobby side of the business that has been involved in the hobby or the business for over 20 years and has made substantial contributions to the hobby. Uh, for example, former uh, current doctor of, doctors of pipes that we've had on the show include uh, Frank Burla, Rich Esserman of recent, Mary McNeil going way back, uh, Ben Rappaport, Mike Butera, Rick Newcomb is a doctor of pipes, Fred Hanna, Tad Gage, uh, let's see, Lee Von Erk, and, uh, and the list is a, uh, I mean, it's a high-powered list of those that are involved in the hobby. Uh, the ones that have passed away that are doctors include uh, Peter Stokeby, uh, Bill Taylor. I mean, it's a high-powered list of people. It's quite an honor to be included and to be thought of in that same group of people. And yes, you are listening to one of the newly minted Doctors of Pipes. Uh, myself, along with uh, world-renowned Sheraton collector Dennis Congus, were uh, awarded the Doctor of Pipes at the Saturday night dinner, and then there was another presentation again on Sunday afternoon. Um, it's quite a special honor, but as I, as I said at the uh, dinner... I'm happy to be part of a group where I am the youth movement because I am now the youngest doctor of pipes. Uh, each year, the doctors meet uh, at a uh, private meeting after the dinner, and apparently, apparently, the one of the things that they do for the newly appointed doctors is provide a bottle of their favorite beverage. And let's just say that I felt. Um, I felt obligated to uh, drink a lot of that Woodford's Reserve that they brought for me, and um, Sunday morning was a little bit on the uh, a little bit on the painful side, shall we say? Uh, and then next year, sometime in December, we will start the uh, nomination process and update the bylines. The only way you can become a Doctor of Pipes is to be nominated by a current doctor and then voted on by the full uh, by the full membership. So once again, quite an honor for me. I am uh, I was thrilled. I knew this was coming. They told me back in April, but uh, I was not allowed to say anything to anybody about it. On a side note, uh, the uh, the way the the way the Doctor of Pipes is uh, abbreviated in writing is DOP. So I've now asked my wife to refer to me as the notorious DOP. Uh, you know, the, I'm the new hip-hop rap star in the uh, pipe world. Um, anyway, let's go back to the rest of the show. Uh, the, re the, the pipe show again started for me on Wednesday morning when I got up early and was out doing some retail. And then by Wednesday night, the smoking tent was starting to fill up. Uh, the weather was uh, kind of on the iffy side. And then uh, Thursday morning was uh, meeting up with Per Jensen, and again, off we went to do more retail, and then back to the smoking tent for uh, for a little after-dinner smoke, and then by that time, it was, uh, once again, I was still dragging from the, uh, from the trip to Disney World, so Thursday night was early to bed, and uh, early to rise for the Friday morning pre-show. Now, for the Chicago Pipe Show, and for me personally, the evening in the tent on Thursday night and the Friday morning pre-show, that's about all the pipe show time I have to really get around and, and see pipes and see tobaccos. But uh, yeah, the rest of the show is just too busy with uh, you know 2,000-plus pipe smokers and taking care of my business. Uh, I will say short, you know, just in a short overall, uh, it seemed like attendance was up. It seemed like there was a lot more people out walking around. There was a lot more new faces there, first-timers there, and that's always wonderful to see. Uh, got to spend uh, got to spend some time hanging out with uh, Kevin and Lori and uh, looking forward to Lori's report and all the pictures that she's going to do and post on uh, PipesMagazine.com and see that article. So if you want more, uh, more intimate details of the show, make sure and... Uh, Keep checking uh, PipesMagazine.com because I'm not sure when that's going to come out. And uh, Kevin's telling me it'll be out as uh, soon as possible. So uh, I did notice that um, that the uh, the American pipe makers were out in force. And one of the things that was interesting for me to see was the, was the pipe makers 
again, like Jonathan and uh, at Moonshine Pipes, the guys that are coming out with the uh, coming out with the lower to the lower to mid price range pipes, uh, including the Icarus and Neptune pipes from uh, Todd Johnson and uh, and Pete Prevost. Uh, there's a handful of guys that are all doing that. Uh, I was talking to uh, the guys from J and J Pipes about how they're they're trying to come out with a uh, with a mid range price somewhere in the 150 to 250 pipe that's easily affordable and yet doesn't have all the detail of a handmade pipe so that was that's kind of a transition that's uh that's all taken place in the last year or two and uh, if any of you have any of these pipes please post a tell me what you think of them post a comment in the radio show let me know what you think of those of that price range it's it's interesting to see these guys doing some stuff and i'd love to hear your feedback on it um, let's see, the Saturday night, uh, Saturday at the show was busy all day long, constantly, all day, the entire day. It was amazing to see. And then, of course, we had the Saturday night dinner. Friday evening, uh, jumped over that. Friday evening, I got a chance to watch Kevin do his, uh, presentation. And that was fun to sit back and just watch that for a half hour. Uh, when you go to the Chicago show, if you get a chance, which you all should, there are some great seminars uh, I caught the tail end of Rob Cooper's seminar for the young pipe smokers. Uh, there was a, a great, a great seminar on the history of the clay pipes. There's a lot of educational stuff that goes on, including some of the educational displays that are always put up at the front of the building. Uh, the Chicagoland Pipe Club does a wonderful job of trying to, uh, trying to trying to create these educational displays and these seminars for us to learn from people that have spent their time uh, as experts in that area. And it's, you know, it may be an hour out of your day where you're sitting and just quietly listening, but I guarantee you, you're going to learn something every time. And in addition to that, uh, let's see, there's eating and drinking and smoking going on just about everywhere you can see. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, the weather was almost perfect. Sunday, the uh, pipe smoking contest, they had 102 spots, and by early Saturday morning, they were all sold out, and they were taking a waiting list, so I wish I was out in the tent to watch all 102 people start puffing all at the same time. That would have been uh, would have been cool, but uh, hey, I've seen pictures of it. So. And then uh, Sunday night, just a nice, quiet, relaxing night where I was able to... Uh, Go have dinner with uh, Kevin and Lori, and then after that, head to the smoking tent for an hour or two and uh, smoke away and visit with people and just relax. And now I'm home and looking forward to the Kansas City Pipe Show coming up in June. So there's my brief uh, Pipe Show report again. Wait until uh, you see what Lori does, and I'm sure it'll be a much better report for you. But uh, in a minute, we'll have the interview with uh, Marcus Jones. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining me on the telephone uh, direct from the English Channel, and we're going to talk about that because that's really cool, is uh, Marcus Jones. Marcus is with the Cary Smoke Shop or EA Cary of the United Kingdom. So Marcus, welcome to the show. Hi Brian, thanks very much. Pleasure to join you. So let, let's talk about your family history because this is a family business. How did it? How did it come about? How did it get started? Okay, so um, so yeah, about uh, thirty-five, forty years ago, um, we we as a family moved to um, to the island of Guernsey, and um, my dad had always been involved in the. Um, the tobacco and wines and spirits businesses, uh, ran restaurants and, and um, helped set up mail order businesses and so on. Um, and when he came to the island, worked for a, a gentleman who um, who owned the, the UK and European um, EA Carey business uh, and um, was offered to take it over, did so, and, um, and it's been in our family ever since. So... Our father ran it um, up until about 10 years ago, um, at which point uh, sadly he passed away. And, and since then, um, my, my brother and I have been, um, have been running the business from Guernsey. Now, when you talk about the EA Carry business, these are the, the pipes with the unique paper filter system that, that we have here, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, I think the original uh, patent for that system is, is in fact, um, a U.S. Um, patent. Uh, so I think the the original um, EA Carey is is Carey USA. Um, but um, but yeah, we we have that um, that patent over here in in uh, in the UK and Europe. Um, and yeah, it's the the Magic Inch system, uh, which has been around now for for a long time. I think um, we're probably talking sixty or seventy years now. So, um, so yeah, it's a, a well proven uh, a well proven system. Can you describe how it works for anybody that for the for those that aren't familiar with it? Yeah, of course. Um, it's um, it, it's it's an interesting system because um, it's it's slightly different in a sense from a true filter. Um, what effectively happens is there is a, a tenon um, inside the the shank of the pipe um, glued in. And on that tenon, um, there are um, three, usually three, um, small holes. And then in the actual um, mouthpiece, you have, there have been different designs over the years, but, but the one that has effectively been settled on um, for the last you know, few decades, uh, the mouthpiece will have um, three uh, small slits on the, on the top. Uh, and these line up, in effect, with the, um, with the holes um, on, on the tenon. And then over that tenon, you slide um, what, what is referred to as a paparate, um, a magic inch paparate. The, the name magic inch obviously comes from, from the length of, of the little piece of, uh, of paper. <laughs> Everyone thinks that these are just straightforward bits of paper, but actually, believe it or not, it, there's only one or two people in the world that manufacture um, the right material for us. Um, and, uh, and and in effect, what happens is the um, uh, as you uh, as you inhale, you you not only draw uh, the air down through the bowl uh, and therefore obviously through the tobacco and so on. You bring the smoke um, through the shank, and then a, a, a small amount of outside air uh, is pulled down through the slits in the mouthpiece, um, and this. Uh, in effect, condenses the smoke that's coming through the tenon mm -hmm. and um, draws out um, some of the tar that's in the tobacco at the same time as uh, as cooling the smoke and also um, uh, and it also dries it obviously as you're as you're removing a lot of that uh, a lot of the liquid which is then absorbed by the um, by the magic inch uh, paparate. So it's it's a system that um, that uh, was was um, looked at over a number of years, and like I said, there have been a number of versions of it. Um, some of the previous designs maybe let too much air in, some let too little air in, etc., etc. But uh, the one we have now, which is, has been common, like I say, for a number of decades, um, works very, very well. And, and um, it's, 
it's a system, I think like all systems, some people swear by them um, and other people wouldn't touch them with the barge pole. Um, <laughs> and that's fine with us. Um, as long as the people that use it are happy with it, then, then we're happy. I thought for a moment Magic Inch was referring to a certain part that I have, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm, uh, I'll, I'm I'll really familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really familiar with the pipes and the uh, the little uh, the, the little paper part is good for maybe one or two bowls, and then you pull it off and replace it with a fresh one. That's right. I mean, we, we do get a lot of questions um, about, you know, how long should they last and so on. And, and it's the classic how long is a piece of string um, answer. You know, there are some people, we, we sell a small 10-minute um, pipe. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you're maybe going to get a few five, six, seven smokes out of something like that. Uh, if you've got a big bold, obviously, you know, American-style pipes, certainly traditionally had always been bigger bold. You, you maybe only even get two or three bowlfuls um, before you want to change them. The other thing is that some people, again, like other filter systems, you know, they'll they'll prefer the draw they get maybe after they've had the paparate on there for a couple of smokes. Um, so it really just comes down to, to personal preference. We just say if the paparate is, is looking... Um, well, if, if in effect it looks full of, of moisture and, and, you know, and if it's a little bit brown and so on and so forth, then we just suggest it's time to change. And you can also smoke it without it on there, so you can test the difference of the taste of your tobacco with and without it. That's right, although we, we tend to suggest that people don't smoke the, the, the problems that can arise um, we sometimes um, have people that have maybe bought um, um, one of these pipes years and years ago and then come back to it or have been gifted one or through an estate or whatever and and they'll email us and say it doesn't work you know I, I'm, I'm going to block up the, the vents um, and and that really is a little frustrating sometimes because yeah. They won't know that there needs to be a paparate over, and really the system is designed that there has to be that paparate over the, the holes in the tenon because otherwise the resistance, you don't get enough resistance on your draw, and then what will actually happen is when you suck in, instead of drawing air through the bowl um, and therefore keeping your you know, tobacco alight and, and, and smoking, uh, you in effect, it takes the, the easiest route and it'll just draw air through the, through the holes in the mouthpiece. So, you know, people talk about having a fresh air smoke, and we say, well, have you got a, a paparate on there? And, and oftentimes they'll say, didn't realize you had to have one. So, um, yeah, they really not, they're not going to work, frankly, if you don't have the, the, the paparate on there. Um, and we would certainly recommend that. See, and I learned something again. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, again, I, I tried to explain it to someone very simply the other day um, who had actually um, done a, a review on, on YouTube and this was, it turned out it was several years ago and he'd, he'd been gifted one and sadly he, he came on and said it doesn't work, all I taste is fresh air um, and I got back to him and said, but it's kind of like trying, say, you know, buying, buying a car off somebody um, uh, without any fuel in and then complaining that it doesn't work. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're not using it in the right way. Um, so I, I got in touch with him and, and explained a few things. And actually, he then sent me um, a message saying that that was a few years ago. He'd since learned about the paparate filters, and now he was a convert, and you know every pipe he smoked was a, was a magic inch pipe. So there really is quite a, a major difference with and without. In addition to the carry pipes, you are also a full-service online tobacconist with uh with all the brands and and other uh, and tobacco products as well that, that's right we, we um our, our focus um certainly um many years ago was uh, really on the magic inch pipes and um on our own um private um private blend tobaccos uh, and they're something that we're you know that, that we're justifiably proud of and um continue to be very popular and so on but as um, the number of uh, tobacconists just in, in the country, the corner shops and so on and so forth, started, um, started declining, and particularly in the last kind of 15, 
or so as the anti-smoking lobby has, has really um, pressed home their advantage. Um, we were getting more and more um, questions from our customers uh, or from want-to-be customers saying, um, yeah, great, happy to you know buy your Magic Inch and, and your tobaccos and so on, but you know, I used to hanker after a particular tobacco years ago. Do you think you can source it for me? And, and because we've um, always been a very customer-focused business, as, as, you, as you have to be really, and, and naturally are uh, when you have a passion for these products, um, we found more and more that we were going and sourcing things for people. And, and so really it became common sense to actually start offering them to other customers as well. So we don't claim to have the widest range of, um, of, of guest brand products, but um, yeah, over, over the years we've definitely increased our, um, our, our number of, of guest brand tobaccos uh, and guest brand pipes. And actually, yesterday we sat around the table and you know looked at um, a whole bunch more um, Dunhill tobaccos and, and, and pipes from Nording and, and GVD, BBB, so on and so forth, which will all be going up on the site, you know, in the next couple of weeks and in the next catalogue and so on. So, um, yeah, although we'd, we'll always stay true to our own tobaccos and our own um, our own uh, pipes, we're also aware that not everyone wants those, and therefore we'll do our best to, to service those people as well. I'm looking on the website as we're recording this, and the, the website is... Uh, www.eacarey.co.uk and there are some uh, pipe brands that we here in the states don't see a lot of or only see them in uh, historical representation so it's a okay. lot of fun to look through yeah like I say we, we're, um, we're, we're very kind of customer driven so Although, obviously, we you know we have our pipe suppliers and, and our pipe manufacturers and so on. Um, our, our best um, our best intelligence about what people want really comes from those people. So, if someone says to us that there's a particular kind of um, of pipe that they're looking for, I know that there was um, um, one gentleman was after a Bing recently. Um, and and we went out and sourced that, and as a result, you know, we, 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 we kept those on the site for as long as we could source them and so on. So that's that's how our website grows, really, when someone comes to us and says, great, you know, here's a Peterson that I'd like, or, um, you know, there's a Vowen Pipe of the Year that I'd like, and, 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 and that's how it kind of um, broadens our horizons as well. We're going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, I want to talk about Guernsey, and I want to talk about, unfortunately, the tobacco pricing and a whole bunch more. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. We are back still visiting with Marcus, who is sitting on a beautiful little island in the English Channel. And I know about the uh, the Guernsey cows. Are, is that where the cows came from? 
That's right. Yeah, we've. Uh, we. I think there's probably more of them off the island now than there are on the <laughs> island. But uh, but yeah, that's um, that's where the cows are from. Now I was surprised when when I looked on the map. The island of Guernsey is actually closer to the French coast than the than the coast of the UK. That's correct. Um, Guernsey Guernsey's got quite an amazing history, actually. And I'd, I'd, if if anyone has the slightest bit of interest um, in, in geography and, and and political history and so on, I would suggest it's it's worth it's worth having a look. Um, because it's it's one of those places that's been kind of fought over um, for for centuries, um, and and has been French for several hundred years and British for several hundred years, and it, it seems to have just been kind of um, swapped whenever there whenever there was a new war, and um, even to the extent that in uh, in the Second World War uh, the islands um, were occupied um, by by the German invading forces for. Oh, three or no, four years, I think. Um, and actually, it's a little bit of a scar that stayed with the with the true traditional local um, Channel Island people, uh, because um, the British gave the Channel Islands up to the Germans without firing a shot. Ooh. And um, we are politically, if you like, referred to as a Crown dependency. And, and one of the conditions of that is that the the Crown. The Queen, the King, whoever's in power at the time, will, will always defend the Channel Islands as part of um, Greater Britain. Uh, and so there was a lot of uh, bad feeling when, um, when, the, when the Germans turned up on the horizon and, uh, and, and the British Army turned and, uh, and went back to the UK. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not the expert on that, but like I say, I would recommend anyone that has an interest in it to... Um, to, to uh, to, to take it further because it is a it's a fascinating little place is the weather in on the island is it more moderate than than mainland uk yeah very much so we we um we have more like french weather um so our we we have very little snow in the winters i mean until the last couple of years i think it was 20 years since we'd had snow in the winter uh we've had a couple of, of fairly bad ones over the last few years um but it, it, our temperatures very rarely drop below um freezing um and then in the summers we get much longer summers um and uh, and and we have a really strong sun um so it, it it gets pretty warm over here i mean it's an island full of, of palm trees and things like that which uh which surprises a, a lot of people we've got beautiful beaches and it's it's a good place it's a good place to be in the summer. Um, I would I would question that when it comes around to winter, no one really wants to be on a nine by seven mile rock in the middle of uh, in the middle of the English Channel when um, when a hurricane blows through. But um, but uh, those are the pros and cons, I guess. I, I guarantee you, it's got to be better than Manchester in the middle of the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, having spent a few years there myself, I can I can certainly uh, back you on that one. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's, um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to live, um, and it's, it has a slightly slower pace of life, um, and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good place to be. What's the uh, population of humans on the, on the island? Um, so I think at the moment we're running at about just below 60,000, um, which, like I say, for an island that's shaped like a triangle and at its longest point is nine miles and its widest point is seven miles, that's that's actually quite a lot of people, yeah. but um, but there's there's no high-rise buildings. Uh, most of the most of the um, dwellings are still reasonably traditional. Um, you know, we still have a lot of really small roads that only one car can fit down at a time. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a funny little place. So now you're going to tell me that you that you live just a short distance from from where the uh, from where the office is, and you walk down a cobblestone road every morning to go to work and every evening on the way home. <laughs> well, I wish I could be um, quite as romantic about it as that. It's, it's not quite that bad. But if, if, let's just say when I, um, when, I, when I moved house and we moved office uh, a few years back, um, everyone was saying I was crazy because it turned my commute from a seven-minute drive into the office to a 12-minute drive 
and people people thought that that was getting to the point where it would make me go a little bit mad. It was an unreasonable distance to travel. So, uh, so yeah, we 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 lose perspective slightly uh, on things over here. But um, yeah, it, it's it's not the uh, it's not the hardest commute I've ever had. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't even. I would imagine in the winter time, it's not even uh, long enough to warm up the car. That's absolutely right. One of, one of my frustrations is that when I when I actually lived closer, um, I couldn't get through a single uh, musical track, uh, like yeah. a song or a, or a tune that I was listening to before I before I actually arrived at the office. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's um, and the amazing thing about living here as well, and and I've been fortunate enough. Um, uh, over my lifetime to live you know in in a few different places um and every one of them a lot bigger than this but but you do find yourself uh kind of fitting your world to to your horizons so so suddenly you know that kind of uh fifteen minute drive to to go and buy something does does feel like a bit of a a bit of a bind <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so how do, terrible. Um, yeah when we do get over to the u k it really does feel like the big wide world again. <laughs> <laughs> don't unleash the Guernsey people on the UK by themselves they'll get eaten alive yeah that's right yeah we're, we're a kind of slightly uh, wide-eyed naive bunch in, <laughs> but in a good way now, going back to tobacco are you one of the few places in the UK that's allowed to to package their own tobaccos um, actually the the sad truth is that Guernsey has even stricter rulings about um about tobaccos than even the uk so um we we're in this slightly strange position where we don't have any um local customers we don't really have a presence at all in in guernsey or the other channel islands because our because our duty rates are so much higher um the, the labeling on packaging is is different um and so on so we actually have all that done for us um, at source where our tobaccos are made okay um, in compliance with the you know with the different uh, territories in which we in which we sell our tobacco and just so that us Americans that complain about high taxes can uh, can fall off of our chairs or hopefully not crash our cars while we're listening to this <laughs> uh, approximately how much would a 50 gram tin of a premium pipe tobacco cost a customer um okay so we we pride ourselves on the fact that that um we're able to charge less for our tobaccos and 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 one of the things uh, and i'm talking about our home brand carry carry tobaccos um one of the things that we are most proud of and that we're perhaps most famous for is, is something called the tobacco club which um has enabled us to keep our prices low um, or, or reasonably low so if you were um, a tobacco club um, buying from us say in the UK um, despite the fact that sadly with duty going up uh, in the last few weeks all our prices have just increased but but you'd be looking at paying if you're a tobacco club member about £10.40 for a 50 gram pouch um, so that, that converts you, to about 16 17 US dollars yeah. Um, if you weren't a tobacco club member, you'd be looking at closer to £11. We're charging about £10.90 at the moment. But then if you, again, if you compare that with a, a more widely known brand, so um, say a Dunhill, a tin of Dunhill tobacco, you're up at £13.20 for, uh, for, for, for a tin of, uh, for a, a tin of Dunhill. So, we're we're sitting at about two and a half, two pounds eighty less than the than the kind of um, more recognised brands. Um, but yeah, you know, we we just have to accept it. I mean, the frustration is that I think there are certainly new customers to to the to pipe smoker world tend to assume that all that money is going into our pockets. But I think that those more experienced amongst us know full well that you know, out of a pouch of tobacco, probably. 80% of that is going on taxes and VAT and costs and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's prohibitive. Um, it's, it's, um, it's painful. So, uh, yeah, you, you've definitely got it um, better than us in, in, in the States, I would suggest. 
Matt, you and you've got twenty six of your own proprietary blends, and they are available shipping worldwide. That's right. Yeah, we um, we we actually have um, well, we it, it changes on a fairly regular basis. We're, we're trying to um, be proactive in our tobaccos, um, and we used to have uh, the same the same blends kind of year in, year out. What we have to be careful of is, is not actually fading blends out because there will always be those people that that particularly love, you know, a, a blend, even if it might be our least popular. The ones that love it will, yeah. will love it. Um, so what we're doing is we're slowly, we're slowly adding blends. So at the moment, um, we've got 16 different blends in what we call our private blend tobaccos. Um, and they are... Without giving too much away, they're they're made for us exclusively, um, and I'm sure it's used too much. But you know, to secret recipes that have, that we've used for for, for decades now, um, but in the same factories as a lot of the more well-known uh, tobaccos are also uh, made. Um, the reason we can make savings on 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 the pricing for our customers is that we don't spend as much on our branding. So without naming too many names, I think we all know that you know whatever some companies spend on branding ultimately gets put on top of the price of the product. Um, so people can be sure that our tobaccos are coming out of uh, the best pipe, uh, pipe tobacco manufacturers uh, in the world. Um, so yeah, we've got 16 of those. We also do a range of samplers, both the full size and, and the mini samplers. And then on top of that, we uh, we do um, what we call our boutique blends, which tend to be from smaller um, English um, tobacco blenders. Uh, it gives us a chance to showcase some of their products. Um, and our latest one, which we've which we've just introduced, is is the Old Town Vanilla Flake, uh, which is actually made for us by uh, Samuel Gareth and his uh, specific take on their. Um, um, brown, their best brown flake, and we um, worked with them to create something that had a slightly more vanilla bias, uh, and that's that's been really well received. So yeah, we, we're always trying to introduce new new flavors um, and so on into our um, in, into our range. So you must have spent some time talking to my friend Bob Gregory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, Bob. Well, um, and um, yeah, we 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 try and. Um, uh, one of the problems with, with living in Guernsey is that uh, although we are close to the UK, actually it's incredibly expensive for us to travel. Um, and, and it does get in the way. You know, every year we talk about doing that big road trip where we, where we go over and we go and visit all our pipe makers or the people we speak to about pipes, or suppliers, and certainly our tobacco manufacturers and so on. And um, Sadly, year after year, it, it doesn't seem to happen. But, um, but yeah, Bob, Bob's someone that we uh, that we speak to perhaps more regularly than most. And uh, and Bob's never never met a pub he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that rings true. You know, I'm looking forward. To, I, I think we'll be catching up with him um, over the summer um, at a couple of events. So um, yeah, it's always always good fun. Uh, if I were to come to the UK, how much would it cost for, to take the ferry from Southampton to to the island? Well, at the moment, um, again, the wonderful thing called Progress. Uh, they've just introduced a new ferry, um, and at the same time, lo and behold, they've just increased all the prices. So, at the <laughs> moment, you know, to bring to bring a car over to the islands, um, you're probably looking at close to four hundred pounds return. <coughs> okay, um, okay, that. Okay. Yeah. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> just, just you. I don't actually. I, I don't know what the what the foot passenger price is these days. Actually, it's uh, it's it's not a luxury that I I don't often get to go anywhere on my own these days. But uh, but yeah, and and flying, you, you're probably looking at um, two two hundred pounds return. And when you think it's a twenty five minute flight, it's um, yeah, it's 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 more expensive than most. It, it, it cost me a thousand dollars to get to London, and then three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars to take another thirty or forty yeah. minute flight. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's right. And uh, and 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 that's a, a statement that I hear whenever we have any of our international friends 
come and visit or, or likewise when everyone kind of says to us why don't you just pop over and, and see us and um, even though yeah you can get cheap flights everywhere from the UK for us to get to the UK uh, as a family you're looking at about a thousand pounds so <laughs> so it suddenly doesn't become so cheap anymore so maybe what I'll do is I'll come over I'll take the train take the take the train through the tunnel and and then get to France and then drive over to the beach and swim yeah, well, now you're talking. That's uh, that that is a um, that's something that's been tried by many a drunk Frenchman, I think. So, um, so yeah, let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we will finish this up with the fast five final questions, a slightly modified version because I'm interested in the answers, and there is no right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes, I am. What is your most popular pipe? Um, probably our, our Milano or our 10-minute short smoke pipes. People like the fact that they're, uh, they're, they're reasonably low cost, but still getting the same quality that, uh, that, that the larger pipes are made from. And what is your most popular tobacco? Oh, that's an easy one. At, at the moment, it does change, but at the moment, it's either our um, uh, some Bruno replica or our um, old English ready rubbed. They're um, uh, anyone jumping on the website will see from the reviews that uh, yeah, they're, they're our most popular. And now, for you personally, what's your favourite drink? Favourite drink? I like a good. Uh, I like a good single malt. I have to say, I'm a bit partial, or uh, or or I'm getting very much into some of my aged rums at the moment. And when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, music for me is more about working. I like to work with music on in the background. Sadly, I'm I'm a little bit of a couch potato when it comes to relaxation time, so that'll have to be the TV. So turn, turn on the BBC and, uh, and watch the Monty Python. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And then last question, I'm going to change it again because I'm thinking about coming over there. Is there a, particular, uh, is there a particularly good spot for me when I come to visit the island to sit and smoke my pipe? Uh, there are. We wouldn't have enough time to, uh, to cover them all, Brian, but um, where I live, which is out on the southwest, uh, of the island, we've got um, we've got cliffs uh, cliffs one way, and probably the closest or the or the the first landfall, if I was to head out that way, would probably be somewhere around New York, or um, or the other way, about two minutes down the road, we've got the beach. So uh, so yeah, if if you do if you do make it over, which would be great, I, I can take you around no end of places that are, that are perfect for a, a, a pipe smoker. Yeah, but if I go all the way out to the West End, I'd be so far out, it'd, it'd take me 20 minutes to get back. <laughs> That's right, but you could smoke your pipe and consider which route you want to take on the way in. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll rent a little motorbike and, and smoke my pipe and do laps around the island. <laughs> Great idea. I like it. Again, the website is... EACarry.co.uk. Marcus, thank you very much for uh, joining us and uh, taking the time out of your day. That's a pleasure. It's been uh, it's been lovely talking to you, and um, and yeah, hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll see you over here sometime soon. And, and don't tell anybody, but personally, that's about as you're about as close to France as I want to get. <laughs> your secret is safe with me, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th President of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco. Founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. 
Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. There's nothing quite like a good book. Or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. We are back live on a Tuesday night, and the answer is uh, yes around here now. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many more of these do we have? I want to thank Marcus for uh, taking the time and joining us. That was, uh, God, uh, the Isle of Guernsey sounds like a, uh, sounds like a wonderful place. Um, besides, all the, uh, besides all the wonderful people that I met at the show, it really does mean a lot to me when you guys come up and say hi and say how much you enjoy the enjoy listening to the radio show and when I get to meet you in person I wish I uh, wish I could spend more time hanging out with uh hanging out with you guys but uh wow there was a lot of you and it really did mean a lot to me uh the other thing that meant an awful lot to me is and this still still blows my mind uh we have raised we're going to hit over $2800 total on the JDRF auctions I want to thank everybody out there that has uh, donated either a product or, I mean, there's a ton of direct donations, and thank you very much for all that. Steve Fallon, you are a uh, superstar and a member of uh, my uh, Texas Hall of Fame. Not only did Steve donate his time in running those auctions, he donated all the PayPal fees. He covered all those himself, all the eBay fees, and then on top of that, he threw another 200 bucks in. That's what kind of guy Steve Fallon is, and uh, for that, Steve, I am uh, ever grateful. Won't stop me from flirting with your wife, but ever grateful anyway. We're going to hit over $2,800. That makes my daughter the sixth largest single fundraiser for our regional walk. And that's all because of you guys out there and a great community of people. I even had a couple of folks come up and give me 10 and 20 bucks at the pipe show. Just, just said, here, take this and uh, donate it. It is a wonderful community of people, and I am extremely proud to be a member of the community. And because of that, and because of the weekend, I found what I think is a uh, is a great piece of music from John Coltrane. It's a Duke Ellington piece. It's called "In a Sentimental Mood."
John Coltrane, great uh, pipe-smoking musician. Um, not only that, uh, we've got a, a Platinum Award winner in our midst. Yeah, I was uh, ribbing uh, Scott Thiele about it. Platinum recording artist and pipe maker Scott Thiele. Got to spend some time with him at the Chicago Pipe Show. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of In the mailbag, let's start off with uh, Daryl Bowles, who writes, "Hello, Brian. I'm a new pipes. Uh, I'm new to Pipes Magazine and your podcast, but I'm really enjoying it." I am about to graduate from Duke Divinity School at Duke University and am a pastor at the United Methodist Church. So I'm used to stress and smoking my pipe. I have a few that I've collected over the years. Helps keep me calm. Keep up the good work. Peace, Daryl. Daryl, thank you very much and uh, congratulations and uh, go Blue Devils. John Seiler writes, uh, Hi, Brian. Glad you had a good time at Disney. Hope to uh, hope to meet Lori at Chicago. You need to introduce to Louise. In fact, I noticed Louise wasn't there. That was uh, that was somebody else I missed. Um, he goes on to write, I believe I met Andy at the NASPC show last year. He makes some nice pipes. I'll have to check him out at Chicago. Rant, people don't always read the entire post on eBay. Then again, some people are just lazy. See you Friday. And I did get to see John and Bill. Didn't get to spend nearly enough time with them. Uh, Casey Ghostwright, Andy Peter writes, Andy Peterson makes a wonderful pipe. I believe I have four or five of them. And he is just a wonderful guy. The only thing that he needs to do is find the right uh, star to hook his wagon to. Uh, some of the goobers who use eBay are just an embarrassment to the human race. The people you and Steve ran into should be culled from the gene pool. Their narrow beam focus on their own importance is unbelievable. This is why when I check a seller feedback and see a negative or neutral rating, I go and read it. If the seller offers a reasonable and courteous explanation of the problem with a fair offer to solve the problem, I just ignore the rating. If the seller gives a scorched earth reply, he is damned to the lowest circle of eBay hell. You know, I I really got to tell you one thing with uh, with Dan with Casey Ghost is uh, it's really hard to tell what he's thinking sometimes. <laughs> and lastly, on uh, e- on eBay, on eBay, uh, let's try that again. And lastly, on iTunes, a review from Gefla, G H E F L A. Brian started at a high level and just keeps getting better. The mix of material is always engaging. Highlighted by first-rate interviews, anyone interested in pipes and pipe tobacco is missing out if they aren't a regular listener. Thank you very much for that. We do appreciate all those iTunes reviews, Stitcher, Podkicker, or whatever else. Any place else that you can do a review, we certainly appreciate those. Uh, Listen, if you're overseas, uh, do me a favor. If you can, copy and paste those those, uh, reviews for us, because we can't see them here. But uh, sure, it would be nice to see them and uh, shout out to people from uh, foreign countries. All right, in uh, just a minute, rant time. This is Internet Radio. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. Oh, help me, please, doctor. I'm damaged.
let's revisit a rant from a couple of weeks ago when I talked about uh, people asking me questions about travel. Well, and I and when they ask me, you know, how do you do it and this, that, and the other, and I go through that whole routine with them, I tell them you just have to do it. Let me tell you what really is the hardest thing to do in regards to travel. The last three weekends, Sunday night, uh, two Sundays ago, in the Dominican Republic with cigar people sitting out in a tropical setting, drinking, eating, smoking constantly, primarily cigars. And cigar people are, uh, are a special kind of a breed, different from us pipe folks. Then you fast forward to the weekend, the next weekend, where I'm down at Disney World with a marching band where I'm not even allowed to mention tobacco, and I have to uh, smoke discreetly away from the kids. So now I've shifted gears completely. Went from the Dominican, where drinking and uh, smoking and beer at lunch was wide open and fine, to not at all, no drinking, and uh, limited smoking. Then you fast forward to last weekend at the Chicago Pipe Show. Yeah, you can't smoke inside, but let me tell you, there was plenty of smoking going on in the smoking tent, and as we know, pipe people are different than high school marching band kids, although there's a lot of ex-band uh, geeks in the uh, pipe world, but uh, pipe guys are definitely different than cigar guys. So, in the three weekends, I've had to shift my head and adjust myself to where I was in either the tropics of the Dominican or the tourist mecca of Orlando, and then to the wonderful pipe haven of uh, St. Charles, Illinois. And that is, in my opinion, besides the drastic climate changes, that is the hardest thing to do in regards to travel. It's adjusting your head to what's around you, adjusting yourself to the mindset and to the schedule of what's going on, and then apparently reminding myself that... I need to pace myself when it comes to drinking because, uh, yeah, trying to keep up with the cigar guys one night and then again here in Chicago. So anyway, that's the hardest part of travel. No, I'm not going to quit my job and I'm not going to whine about it, but uh, take it from me. I am a doctor. That is the hardest part of travel. All right, everybody, make sure and tell your friends about the Pipes Magazine radio show. If you would like to advertise on the Pipes Magazine radio show, contact Kevin Godby. He handles all that. Please leave us ratings, reviews, and all that stuff wherever you can. Uh, The next time you might see me out in public, uh, Kansas City Pipe Show, third weekend in uh, June. Hope you all can make it out there. It's a smaller show, so I get to spend more time with you. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Marcus for joining us. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. I'm a doctor, not an escalator. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner.